And thank you for sharing in this time of worship as we proclaim the good news that Christ is born to us this night. The Lord be with you. Grace and peace to us in the name of Christ our Lord. Thank you for sharing in this time of worship this Christmas Eve. We are blessed to be able to gather at this time, especially blessed to be able to share in this time of worship with our brothers and sisters from Broad Street Christian Church, to have the leadership of Keith Spangenberg. Keith, thank you for being with us this evening, and Robert Chapman as well. Blessed as well to have the leadership of the children of First Church in this time of worship as we prepare for our spontaneous Christmas pageant. And again, we know the presence of Christ as the word is proclaimed as we gather at table. And I will invite us to stand at this time, our call to worship before us. Rejoice, for God is with us. Emmanuel. In the darkness of our Now there is reason to hope, to love, to laugh, to live. God is true with us. We are not alone.
gracious God, with joy and thanksgiving, we gather as your people. We have come to hear again the timeless story of Christ's birth. And the excitement of this night, quiet our hearts, that we may know the peace and fullness of this holy time. Shine, O light, in the darkness of our world. Sing, O angels, in the stillness of our hearts. Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those God favors. There is we in the name of the Father. Amen. candle as well. You see a sung response before us. You're invited to follow along as led at those times and also to offer the bold response, O Lord, you are the Christ, our hope, our peace, our joy, and our love.
In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. O Lord, you are the Christ, our hope, our peace, our joy, and our love. The Word became flesh and made his dwelling upon us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son, who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. are true. We celebrate the birth of Christ, the promised child, the Savior of our world. O Lord, o Lord you are the Christ, our hope, our peace, our joy, and our love. According to the Gospel of Luke. In those days, a decree went out from Emperor Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration and was taken while Quirinius was governor of Syria. All went to their own towns to be registered. Joseph also went from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to the city of David called Bethlehem because he was descended from the house and family of David. He went to be registered with Mary, to whom he was engaged and who was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for her to deliver her child. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in bands of cloth and laid him in a manger, because there was no place for them in the inn. In that region there were shepherds living in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for see, I am bringing you good news of great joy for all the people. To you is born this day in the city of David, a Savior, who is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a child wrapped in bands of cloths and lying in a manger. 
And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace among those whom he favors. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go now to Bethlehem and see this thing that has taken place, which the Lord has made known to us. So they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the child lying in the manger. When they saw this, they made known what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured all these words and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. This is the word of God. Thank you, Keith. And we are grateful and blessed at this time to have the children of First Church present the Christmas message to us by way of this pageant. And Camille and Finley Underwood will offer the narration. Welcome, everyone, to Bethlehem. Let us open our ears and eyes and listen to the story of when Christ was born. Mary and Joseph, a pitiful sight. So tired and dirty, they gave me a fright. Sickly or dying, what was the matter? A room in the inn? Impossible chatter. My rooms are all taken, not one empty bed. There'll not be a room in all Bethlehem, I said. But their eyes told a story of hunger and need. I couldn't avoid them, so I tried a good deed. I cleaned up the stable. Rachel cooked up a meal. We helped all we could. At least that's how I feel. For we noticed that Mary was expecting, and soon. So we prepared for delivery right under the moon. The child came so quickly, his face seemed delight, as if God had shown God's presence so bright. Joseph said softly, it's Jesus, my friend. God sent him among us to bring to an end fear and hatred, darkness and sin. Instead, God gave light to let God's love in. My animals were calm, quieter than normal. They often were noisy and never too formal. They always were eating, or else they were sleeping. The stable required continuous sweeping. But on Christmas night, they were strangely in awe at the sight of the babe and all that they saw. It's as if they were aware that God had just hushed them, had fed and watered and carefully brushed them. They knew, I believe, that God had been able to work a miracle there in that stable. We don't often see angels in flight, but on the first Christmas, they lit up the night. They appeared to the shepherds, and boy, were they scared. Angels, cried one, will any lives be spared? Are they here to destroy us? Is our time on earth up? Have we seen our last day? Have we drunk our last cup? But peace on earth, goodwill to all, was the angel's sweet song. That was their call. 
With the light show that dazzled all who did see, the angels hallelujahed and sang out with glee. To Bethlehem, shepherds, the angels directed to, G to see Jesus the Christ, whom God has perfected. Go worship the Lord and follow his ways, and you'll find Christmas joy for all of your days. The shepherds, I told you, were scared and stunned. Too much hard work or too much hot sun. That's what they thought, that's how they explained. Perplexed and afraid, they loudly complained. But the angels' song calmed them, and then they believed. They rejoiced when they knew, and they were quite relieved. They went to the stable and worshipped the Lord. They left and began to spread the good word. The star that shone brightly led wise persons at night to Bethlehem's stable, the manger's strange light. They came bearing gifts in worship and love, praising God for God's wonders from heaven above. The wise men were kings, and they knelt on my straw. It was the oddest of things that I ever saw. If kings bring them treasure, then maybe you too can worship with pleasure the person of Jesus who came to us all. So worthy of praise, for he brings us God's call. I am the way, the truth, and the life. Come to God for healing from strife. Come un unto me, all you who labor, and I'll give you rest forever to savor. "'Twas the very first Christmas, and there in the manger, the Christ child was born, it couldn't have been a stranger. Shepherds saw angels, wise men, and a star. They came to see Jesus, they came from afar. They knew he was special, God's very own son. He came to the earth to love everyone. He grew up in time, the Savior, the Lord, to be worshipped each day, to be loved and adored. So now at Christmas, we all take delight in the gift that God gave us that first Christmas night. In the gifts we receive, in the ones that we give, let us never forget it's in Christ that we live. for the photos as well. But as our angels come, I'll invite us to stand as we sing, O Little Town of Bethlehem.
seated. I offer these words of prayer. Lord, your word is sung this night, your word is spoken, your word is presented, all in the hopes that we are those ready to receive the word become flesh, to dwell in our midst, now and always. In his name we pray, amen. a star in the east on Christmas morn. It will lead to the place where the Savior's born. up shepherd and
Thank you. Thank you, Corky. We hear from the Gospel of Matthew, the first chapter, verses 18 through 25. It is Matthew's account of the birth of Jesus. Let us hear the word of our Lord. Now the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found to be with child of the Holy Spirit. And her husband Joseph, being a just man and unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to divorce her quietly. But as he considered this, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary, your wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and his name shall be called Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took his wife, but knew her not, until she had borne a son, and he called his name Jesus. This is the word of our Lord. Growing up in Harrisonburg in the late 1960s, dare I say, it was not unusual to find me and neighborhood friends at a nearby playground on summer days playing pickup baseball. These are good memories. One particular memory is of a game in which a friend from up the street, a friend named Jeff, was at bat. With Jeff at the plate, the pitcher threw his pitch. Jeff made contact, hit the ball well. It looked like Jeff was sure to make it safely to first base. However, the shortstop made a good play, fielded Jeff's grounder, made a good throw, got Jeff out on a close play. As Jeff was called out, I believe I and every other kid there had the same thought. You know, if anyone other than Jeff had hit that ball, he would be standing safely on first base right now. Because we all knew Jeff was not what anyone would call fleet of foot. He wasn't a huge boy. Jeff was just a boy who would wear what we called husky jeans. Remember those? So while anyone else would be standing safely on first after hitting the ball as Jeff had hit it, Jeff walked dejectedly back to the bench. Now you know why I'm recalling this game right now? I'm remembering it because of what Jeff said as he walked to the bench. The words Jeff spoke were these, I'm slower than Christmas. Well, I don't know about you, but to me, Christmas did not seem especially slow this year. Can I get an amen? Amen. amen. Praise. I remember months ago when it appeared we had plenty of time to plan Advent services for Tuesdays, an Advent Bible study, our blue Christmas service, Christmas caroling, our Sunday services, and yes, Christmas Eve services. 
Now it is Christmas Eve. And with apologies to my childhood friend Jeff Lakerbot, there's been nothing slow about it. Instead, it's been too fast for many of us. For a variety of reasons, it seems Paul and I have been playing catch-up since this season began. What I mean is we feel we've been behind in decorating the house and moving our nice collection of Christmas albums upstairs to play on our turntables. We bought our Christmas tree later than usual, have been trying to catch up and getting it decorated. I think we have maybe three or four ornaments on it now, hoping to hit double digits by New Year's Eve. <coughs> Paul is absolutely fanatical about sending thank you notes for gifts we receive, and many of you know this. But she's fussed at herself for being slower than usual in getting these notes sent, but she has done very well of late. All of this despite the fact we're not hosting Christmas for our family. We're going to our younger daughter's home in Roanoke tomorrow. So yes, we've known some frustration with the season. Frustration leading us at times to the sense, you know, this is what Christmas is supposed to feel like. We're not alone, are we? I remember hearing a friend years ago say every year that if it did not snow on December 25th, it didn't feel like Christmas. Well, good luck tomorrow, sweetheart. <laughs> I understand such sentiments don't wish to be unsympathetic. But may I at this point confess some sadness? The sadness is this. We so easily foster the idea that Christmas depends upon the efforts As if Christmas is something you and I create on our own, independent from any work of God. Really? So is this to say, if we do not max out our credit cards in this season, it's not Christmas? Is this to say, if we do not get all the appropriate foods made, it's not Christmas. Is this to say that if the house is not decorated just so, no Christmas. Is this to say, if it doesn't snow tomorrow, no Christmas. Really? Are we so bold as to say that the message of Christmas depends upon what you and I do, not about what God does through the gift of his Son? Well, if this is so, now's the time to repent of that idea, to turn it around. This is the time to visit the one God gives us, the one and only one who makes Christmas happen, the one whom we know as Jesus. We were excited in the church I served in Colonial Heights 
when a young man named Robert and his family joined the church. Robert and his wife brought into their marriage children from previous marriages, children who would participate in an after-school tutoring program hosted by the church, and children who would participate in other activities as well. But in due time, Robert would do something stupid, stupid and illegal. He was arrested, owned up to the fact he had done something stupid and illegal, would spend some time in jail. What he had done was totally out of character for Robert, something of a fluke. Still, he made no excuses, sought no sympathy, served the sentence the judge imposed. Upon his release from jail, Robert needed to stay in touch with his parole officer. And when the church contacted Robert, an electrician, about doing some electrical work for the church, I needed to speak with the parole officer just to make sure we were all okay with Robert being on church premises. In time, we in the church were very gratified to see Robert back on his feet with his family and get back on his feet financially and be productive in the community and at the church. Still, I remember the night of the annual Colonial Heights Christmas Parade. It took place in July, I think. You know how these Christmas parades are. <laughs> well, as the church was situated along the parade route, we opened our fellowship hall and welcomed those viewing the parade to come in for hot chocolate cookies, music of the season. We set in front of the church luminaries so as to help the visitors find their way. And as I and Mike, one of our leaders, were placing some luminaries, Ed, another leader in the church, showed up to talk with Mike and me. Ed had something in his hand, something he proceeded to hold before us to show Mike and me. You see, Ed had recently gone on the internet, had found some site on which there were listed arrest records and incarcerations. He printed off the page upon which there was a mugshot of Robert and some of the pertinent information regarding his arrest and sentence. Now, it's important for us to know, Ed was not bringing such information with any intent of saying we should have nothing to do with Robert, not at all. Ed was one of these admirable, dot your I, cross your T, attention to detail guys. <coughs> and knowing the church had contracted with Robert for electrical work, Ed simply wanted to be sure we were covered liability-wise, that we were not putting anyone, including Robert, at risk by way of our relationship. Mike and I expressed Ed our appreciation for his concern, and Mike then took the lead by way of response. He told Ed we had secured everything with Robert's parole officer and with Robert's wife, who also agreed Robert had done something stupid and illegal. He said we felt Robert was sincere in wanting to make a new start in life, to make things right with his family, with the church, and with God. We want to do all we can to support Robert, Mike told Ed. 
Mike in the eye, listened attentively, quietly, and then without word, Ed did this. He took the paper he had pulled off his printer. He held it before him, ripped it right down the middle. Didn't say a word, but he said everything that needed to be said. <coughs> you see, he said this, you have told me all I need to know. You told me this matter is resolved. You told me not one more word needs to be said about this. You told me this is behind us, it's old news, it doesn't matter anymore forever. Brothers and sisters, may I call you brothers and sisters? It seems right this encounter took place before the Christmas parade. For in this encounter, in this conversation, is the Christmas message. An angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream, saying, Joseph, don't fear to take Mary for your wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. If God is for us, who's against us? You will call this name Jesus, for he will take any record of any offense held against you. He will hold it before him. He will rip it in half, discard it, regard it no more. He will say, that's old news. It matters no more. He will say, this no longer stands between you and me. He will say, the old has passed away. All has become new. new. He will say, all, and I mean all, is forgiven. Because his name is Jesus. He lives according to his name. Thank you. 
I will offer a prayer of thanksgiving and intercession appropriate to this time of worship. There will be some silence throughout this prayer in which we are left invited to reflect or meditate upon those concerns we wish to offer to God, and I invite us to go to God as we pray. Holy God, heaven and earth are met this night in the newborn child, Savior of the world. We celebrate his birth, for in him you come to be close to us, that we might be close to you. Especially we give thanks for the birth, life, death, and resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ and all he means to us, for prospects of peace in the world, for confidence in your almighty love, for those who generously give, for those who graciously receive, for the churches nurturing us in the faith. God of all mercy, as you have come in Jesus Christ to be our guest, inspire our hearts to a hospitality that welcomes all your children in his name. Especially we pray for those who have not heard your good news, for the sick and suffering, for those who know no laughter, only tears, for those who govern and rule, for those enslaved by tyranny, for prisoners of addiction or abuse, for the church as a refuge for the needy. All this we pray in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord.
Lord's table is before us because Jesus gave us instruction to do this in remembrance of him. So on this night, above all nights, we remember and share in the great thanksgiving. I invite you to follow along, beginning with page 9, in the front of our hymnals. I will lead us through the prayer of great thanksgiving. The prayer as I offer it will differ slightly because it is appropriate to Christmas Eve, but your responses remain the same. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give our thanks and praise. It is right and a good and a joyful thing always and everywhere to give thanks to you, Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. Your people who have walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwelt in a land of deep darkness, on them has light shined. You have multiplied the nation and have increased its joy. And so with your people on earth and all the company of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn, Holy, 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 Holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Holy are you, and blessed is your Son, Jesus Christ. We rejoice as your people, for to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder. His name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. He gave himself to redeem us from all iniquity and to purify us for good deeds. By the baptism of a suffering death and resurrection, you gave birth to your church, delivered us from slavery to sin and to death, and made with us a new covenant by water in the Spirit. The night in which he gave himself up for us, he took bread, gave thanks to you, broke the bread, gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat. This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. When the supper was over, he took the cup, gave thanks to you, gave it to his disciples, said, drink from this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And so in remembrance of these your mighty acts in Jesus Christ, we offer ourselves in praise and thanksgiving as a holy and living sacrifice in union with Christ offering for us, as we proclaim the mystery of faith, Christ, Christ has died, died, 
Christ is risen. Christ will come again. Pour out your Holy Spirit on us gathered here and on these gifts of bread and wine. Make them be for us the body and blood of Christ, that we may be for the world the body of Christ, redeemed by his blood. By your Spirit, make us one with Christ, one with each other, and one in ministry to all the world, until Christ comes in final victory, and we feast at the heavenly banquet. Through your Son, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit in your holy church, all honor and glory is yours, almighty God, now and forever. Amen. Amen. Because there is one loaf, we who are many are one body, but we all partake of the one loaf. The bread which we break is a sharing in the body of Christ. The cup over which we give thanks is a sharing in the blood of Christ. And as we prepare to receive, we pray as Christ has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. table of our Lord to which each and every one of you is invited. Christ knows you by name and desires nothing more this evening than to dine with you. You will be instructed to come down the center aisle. There will be three stations. At each of these stations you will receive a portion of the bread. a candle as you arrive, either a wax candle or battery-operated one. If you have not, simply raise your hand and we'll make sure the ushers get such a candle to you. It looks like everyone has received. Very good. And we begin this with the, the passing of the light with Harris Vaughn and Connie Burleson offering a yeah, violin and piano duet. And as they conclude their selection, we will stand as we share in singing. Silent Night, but let us begin to pass the light as this Silent Night duet is offered.
our Savior is born, he has come to us, he forgives all our sin, and makes all things new. Go now in peace, in the name of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Amen. <laughs>